hearts huddled together at last in the happiest place on earth tis an end to the dribbling dirt the new normal includes masks sanitizers and distance every day but practicing this forever now it's the ball is bay your favorite nba podcast in an indian accent you're back after a week of micro content experimentation where we had more fun than the audience hopefully that trend changes in the coming weeks as you're probably aware the nba commissioner adam silver has announced that the association will return in a reduced capacity with 22 teams vying for a place in this year's lockdown playoffs all the games will be played at the walt disney world resort in orlando florida close to what is affectionately referred to as the happiest place on earth speaking of happy i've got with me as always a big fan of the singer farel medium fan of cloud based video editing software and a small fan of the hungarian national flag co-host vini devaya what is up welcome back to the pod what is up i wish i could say it's been a hot minute but it's not and i'm you know still glad we do this so yeah i mean uh, how did the how how are you enjoying all the videos we we've been doing for the daily takes well i've been enjoying it so yeah i mean you know, we are the only two people who watch it like, regularly and comment on all <laughs> our posts regularly regularly we are regular viewers <laughs> got hustle yeah we and our moms <laughs> you know we got a hustle yes 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 that's true of course hi mom yes by the way we have a guest today we have a do we are do our guest today but uh, uh, do you want to introduce the guest no you should introduce you you are the introduce because i've written something yes I, <laughs> I'll do yes yes that's true that's true okay <laughs> Uh, today on the pod we've got with us someone who's got a lot in common with the Ballers Bay podcast. Uh, what we are to Indian NBA fans, he is to Bollywood fans. Except he is more famous, accomplished, and has insanely good-looking clients. We are extremely chuffed to welcome Bollywood celeb photographer and NBA fan Rohan Shrestha. Rohan, welcome to the pod. Uh, we're glad you could make some time. Thank for you, us. thank you for having me. I have all the time in the world, uh, and we are very glad. <laughs> It does not make us feel any less special. There's one more thing we have in common with him. <laughs> a lot of time. A lot of time. <laughs> no, but but thank thank you for having me. It's a it's a pleasure. I was actually having this conversation with Ashwin as well, Vinit, about the fact that I don't really get to talk to a lot of NBA fans because most of my friends are football fans. Ah. And it's 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 fun. So I started ranting and venting uh, from the first minute that I started talking to him. Which is great. Yes. I have lots to say. I hate I hate those football players. Yeah, he was extremely excited. And you don't need any skill to kick a ball, man. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. We're starting off with hot takes, spit takes, spit fire. Hot takes, hot takes uh, in the beginning itself. Uh, okay. Um. I mean, uh, Rowan, like like I said, you know, the NBA is starting off again, July thirty first. They are going to put everyone in a big bubble, and then. Uh, have a tournament they've uh, released the details of where the uh, players will be staying and all the accommodation that'll be made and all the checks that'll be done via you know covid-19 uh, covid-19 testing and all of that mm-hmm. but at the base of it it just basically means that the nba is back so are you excited like oh, are you going to be excited for waking up early and watching those games i stay up late and watch the games <laughs> i don't wake up early <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but uh, i am i am excited to watch i i, I am expi- excited to watch sport again i think it'll be a great distraction mm-hmm. i've been sitting at home for the last 3 months watching old nba stuff so watching <laughs> current live sport i mean nothing beats that right so it's great so, although although i still have to mention kyrie and his take no, on all of this kairi kairi is a different uh, he's a different podcaster so but we will uh, talk about kairi vinith what about you are you excited for the nba's return or do you think uh, they are 
rushing it in a little bit no i think i i think i think you can definitely play it if you if you have all the safety measures in uh, i think you know it's great for the fans if the players want to play you know we have no problems with it but i think you know i i have said my thoughts on the daily takes so if anybody wants to yes. look at it go to our instagram channel and look at our daily take uh, hashtag daily take hashtag daily but, uh, yes uh, more of that in a way. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay i mean ron you did since you did mention kairi thanks for getting me into that segue <laughs> mode already uh kairi irving two things for first thing he said don't start the league itself second thing is like we will start a different league altogether <laughs> so like i mean where is his mind working like what is the i don't what, i don't what know do but think? my only my only concern is with with what's happening with kairi if it if it trickles down if it has a trickle down effect to other players and other players opt out if dwight howard mm-hmm. refuses to play for the league it's it's going to affect the game you know if you if you if you don't yeah. have certain players playing and like i I don't know. I mean, it, it, see, the thing is, it, it, we're not in their position. We, we, I, I don't know exactly what's happening in America. I, or we only read about what's happening in New York and LA. Uh, I, I'm not so familiar of what's happening in Orlando and and the state of Florida itself. But what I am looking at is the rest of the world resuming sporting activities and taking all precautionary measures, and it seems to be working. It, the, like the Germans have managed it, uh, the English have started again, the Spanish have done it, and they've all. suffered greatly and the italians more importantly have started as well yeah so i don't know i think people need that distraction people need that that ability to watch their heroes again and you know sort of get get inspired go i don't know i i i'm excited for it i'm just a, a bit worried that a, a lot of players might not agree to to play that's my concern okay that is a fair concern we need uh, mm-hmm. we, we we've, they've already reduced right it's, it's Uh, out of 30 teams only 20 22 teams with a chance of making the playoffs they've been asked right. to come to orlando so in some ways that itself is reduce the pool of people that'll be there plus with this testing i mean i think kairi's concern um, was not just covid-19 which obviously is of a concern course, like course, yeah. when you when you're telling the entire uh, like entire usa you stay inside don't do this don't do that karens not to get your their haircuts and now you're asking players to go play Uh, which I mean, I don't it's, know. it's, like, it's the like, BLM movement. Mm-hmm. Like Colin Kaepernick has been doing it for years. You know, he's protesting yeah. while yeah. he's on uh, on the football field, and he got maligned for it. But I mean, I have to mention Colin Kaepernick because I'm a huge NFL fan as well. And uh, so for me, it's just it it just vindicates him. And the players can protest, man. Like even the Premier League, for instance, yesterday, every single player from every team. Who Black Lives Matter at the back of their jersey rather than their names, which is such a oh. big statement. They took the knee before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester City versus Arsenal, big game, large viewership all across the planet. You know, so they're making a statement, and I think that that kind of statement of unity through sport is 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 very powerful. Yeah, I agree with him. I think uh, absolutely. It definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had this argument with a lot of. Uh, you know people on the on the nba wallas group uh if you don't remember uh ashwin is that you know my goat goes to kaj because yes of his involvement in the you know in the social movements and like really what standing he stood up for Absolutely. yeah and i think for me you know once you reach a certain level of you know uh iconic status as an athlete uh what you stand for makes most more of a impact to everybody around Uh, than just you know how how you can jump and dunk the ball, yeah. 
and i think uh, some of the top players are already icons uh, in the us uh, nba is a very progressive league um, so if some of the top players want to take a stand on it and if the only way they can think of taking a stand is by not playing then you know the, you know we have to support what they want to do because the, the last thing you want to do is you want to be yeah. on the wrong side of this entire movement you know you you don't want to be the person that was talking about entertainment while people were protesting about equality true true you have a, a mm-hmm. very valid point yeah. uh i am trying to figure out you know uh, kyrie irving saying that you know while this is happening this is happening uh, we should not be playing uh, it's not like sports is purely a distraction right? it's not like sports is not a face for the league right like nba is a very social media driven league uh, it's huge on twitter it's huge on instagram huge on reddit like it's the most uh, hashtagged sport in the world right like the dunk contest and all they get a huge volume of tweets so why not use that platform to uh, tell america that you know we will do this but we will not let you forget it instead of letting isolate it because it's not like the black life movement hasn't made any changes there there are still uh, i mean the people who uh, were implicated in the murder of george floyd they got arrested convicted there still are deaths going on i mean it's not like the movement has stopped completely or needs to stop completely there's still systemic racism there there's there's still so much talk of you know making sure that inequality doesn't last all of that aside i mean sports is also uh, it's such a like people identify to it so much more than you know when you talk religion when you talk politics sports is so much more basic for human beings so i i think i think this question comes down to whether you're looking at uh, influencing the general public or it's an absolute personal opinion like what kyrie has mm-hmm. and what other uh, players of color might have uh, and what they want to stand for that's the thing right how do you tell them what's right because it's it's they are the ones who are the victims so it's it's a very difficult it's a catch 22 for us you know whereas fans we'd obviously want the game to continue we'd obviously want to watch mm-hmm. uh basketball being played but i mean uh, just this this came back to me ashwin we had this discussion the other day also it it, it it's it, it also begs the question that like steven a smith asked on first take espn where he questioned kyrie's intentions and he was like uh if kd was fit and the nets were seeded 1 in the east would kyrie still have the same stance yeah i mean i think this is see again you know i think uh, you know probably everyone knows this better you know he's been in, involved in all this high media uh, <laughs> world and you know media has a way of changing narratives true uh, very easily and uh, providing questions rather than answers that can really kind of influence people's thinking uh, i think obviously one of the problems is that the question that's being asked is by asked by Kyrie Irving who has a very polarized uh you know sort of that's an under, understatement <laughs> Kyrie Irving i mean he just put he digs a hole for himself a lot he does no he much. does dig a hole for himself all the time and so i think that's a part of you know the whole debate i mean i think if, if it was someone like maybe lebron or or steph curry asking this question Uh, i think it would have a very different reaction um yeah and- i agree I, i did you read what uh, patrick beverly tweeted i did i did yes about if lebron plays then you if know if king james yeah. is hooping we are hooping 
yeah. I I just thought that was such a that's such a positive thing, you know. It's it, it's it's a it's a different perspective. Like I said, Kyrie's might might have suffered some sort of something in his life in his family. You never know. You know, yeah. it's 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 so systematic there that it's it's a very difficult situation. It's such a personal thing, just like Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight Howard, funnily enough, is in the number one seed in the West, and if he opts not to play, chasing his first ring, yeah, I don't know. Will he be a Hall of Famer? Dwight Howard is a yeah. Hall of Fame candidate. Should, it's a Hall of Fame. <laughs> but if he gets a ring, yeah. <laughs> if he gets a ring, yeah, probably yeah. he might get. He's a shoe. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he should be man. No, he just had a, a very beast. I think, no, he had a very small five-year run, and I don't think you should have a Hall of Fame person who just has a short, short run. That's that's just my personal opinion. Hmm. He had a very short run, but a very dominant run, very very dominant run, but still very short. Mm-hmm. I blame Kobe Kobe for his demise, by the way. Do you? Kobe Kobe killed two careers, Shaq and Dwight Howard. Did he kill Shaq or did Shaq kill Shaq? Shaq gave him three rings. He should just be happy about it. No, Shaq was the most dominant force at the time in the NBA. Oh, easy. easy. But but Shaq was also the laziest, right? And he's openly come but, out and said it. Yeah, it's but like Barkley. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he wasn't the most dominant. He, I mean, of course still he was. he was the most dominant, right? Like He went to the Heat and won a ring. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure... Ashwin has a lot of thoughts about this, but let's move on from Kobe. You know, rest in peace. No, I mean, no, no, I mean. No, I would love to hear your thoughts. It's 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 a very interesting one. Go for it, Ashwin. Let the Kobe fan out. Oh yeah, I thought he was talking about. Yeah, I didn't. No, I mean, see, I I can't fight with you. Like we need when you keep saying silly things like. you know, Kobe pushed Shaq out. Kobe did everything that he could, and I think it was the end of the time, end of time for end of the run for Shaq and Lakers. He could not have done anything more. I mean, Shaq needed to get angry, so he was getting comfortable when he kept winning rings, and he kept thinking that it was all him. So he kept getting lazier, kept getting fatter, kept getting more injured. Uh, I mean, Shaq is a legend, and absolutely, uh, that's all separate. But he needed to be pushed out so that he could be like, okay, eh, Kobe, I'm gonna go to. D Wade and then help them win a championship and then just show them that you know Shaq and the Kobe made the made a mistake trying to kick me off. I mean it had to be done. Like like uh, Kobe had to lose to the Celtics to you know get mad, get like really pissed off and this, this he had to get humiliated on Celtics home court to be really pissed off. Come back next year, you know beat uh, Magic. Come back next year, beat Celtics. Like some things have to happen for other things to happen. Like, I, I, I think. Sure. Oh my God. Okay, fine. Some things have to happen for other things to happen. That okay, fine. Okay, if that's your argument, then that's fine. I love, I love your romantic, <laughs> nostalgic argument. <laughs> You've also made it spiritual. Yeah, I like some it. Things ha- he's 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 getting the the I'm, mamba I'm mentality. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you know, you you have to you have to you have to piss off Jordan for him to, you know, for you to you have to say hello to him in a yeah but the point is okay you put you pushed out the most dominant force on the, and then you didn't do anything for five years yeah until you got Pau Gasol yeah who by the way was yeah I mean he was playing ha- with Smush Parker and Kwame Brown uh. have, what so what have you seen LeBron James have you seen LeBron James's uh, entire Cleveland Cavaliers from yeah. 2004 on, to played, 2010 he, <laughs> 
name I mean, one I did, na- name yeah. one player from that from that from those seven years. Delonte West, <laughs> Marvin. Will- <laughs> Did Eric Snow play with the Cleveland Cavaliers for a he bit? Did, he did. Eric Mo Snow, Williams. Z- Zitrus, Mo Il- Williams Ilkuskus. was the Mo best Williams, player. Mo Williams, yeah. That LeBron James Zitrus, had for Ilkuskus. seven years. Anderson Verashaw. But but LeBron left. LeBron left. Uh, he walked out on them. He's like ah uh, yeah I mean. But then Kobe he came back. Kobe managed to get. And he came people. back and won. Kobe everything. would never leave LA. LeBron had to leave Ohio, man. I mean, why would anyone leave <laughs> Beverly Hills? I mean, for I mean, you can imagine why anyone would want to leave Ohio. Like, even if it's your hometown, man, it, it, it was a really terrible situation man, man, for I'm LeBron. <laughs> but it's always the question, uh, right? It's the the decision, and, and it's it's so hyped. He did the I right think, thing for his career, I think. He did the right thing. I think the the issue a lot of people had was not that he left, but it's the way he left. You know, he had this press conference where he went and he told everybody, <laughs> you know, f*** you, are, I'm leaving. And then he went and had this big celebration where they were like, not one, not, like, you know. So, I think, I think it was not, What you about know, the, the kids? The, the, but LeBron had the kids yeah, in the they, background as well. Like a bunch of kids sitting down <laughs> when he was giving that decision. That was right. <laughs> I think, see, that, that is how you know the marketing genius of LeBron. Like, I think he made the announcement that whatever comes out of this proceedings, I'll give it to this charity. So, he's like, I'll do the drama, but uh, they can uh, take the... Aye, he just wanted the, the rings. He just wanted the rings. He started chasing rings. Agree. Yeah. Because he knew that was the only thing, right? I mean, no, no, wait, wait. I, I need to, I need, I need to push a little ghee into this fire. Uh, so, uh, Rowan here is a huge fan of uh, Michael Jordan, like huge fan. I think he started watching. Uh, so, um, I'm thinking of how. Yes, Rowan, can you please start with like you know how you came into basketball and how you started watching the NBA and your first impressions of the game, your introduction to Jordan. We'll because we'll discuss the last dance after this because I need uh, some hot takes. Okay, so for me, the 90s NBA was uh, very difficult to watch. I was still in school. and uh, But I used to try and follow as much as I could. I watched the conference playoffs. Uh, and I, uh, The finals, conference finals and the finals uh-huh. per se. Uh, that much I wouldn't miss. I would try and watch as much as I can. When I started getting educated about the sport, which would be about 96, 97. And uh, if the sport at the time was only about Jordan. Like, you know, even before we had heard about the NBA, everybody knew Michael Jordan. Yep. That's that's what it was in the 90s. It was music was Michael Jackson. Athlete was either Jordan or Michael Johnson, the sprinter. Or, you know, like uh, uh, Sachin Tendulkar for anybody from Bombay. But, I mean, that was it. Like, we didn't have so many icons because football wasn't crazy in India. Nobody watched the NFL. Nobody still watches baseball, unfortunately. Although I'm a huge baseball fan as well. Um, what? I lived in New York, man. I'm a Yankees fan. So oh, you lived in New York? I'm not a Knicks fan. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I've never been a Knicks fan. So, do you actually follow any... Which is your favorite team? I mean, like, I know you, you've said that you don't have one, but you have, you should be a fan of something. Well, I mean, the thing is, for me, it's the narrative that changes, right? The narrative with the NBA is always constantly changing with the amount of trades, with the amount of... Uh, just like OKC and Ashwin. I'll give you the best oh, example. Oh, like the narrative. Oh, oh, oh. Snake. Snake. That was extremely, uh, extremely unrequired. Snake. He, but, he, I mean, he I, 
<laughs> I grew up a Bulls fan because of MJ, and when MJ left, and the Bulls have still not recovered. Like, what? I, I'm not going to sit and watch the Bulls anymore. Like, 25 years later, it's just Facts. like, what do I do? Like, Derrick Rose was great yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean, that's all it was. Like, they've just got like, these little little highlights of 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 of, of what was a dynasty. Boozer, Joakim Noah, yes. Hmm. Uh, the... <laughs> exactly. So I started watching that, and I my, the first series I watched was the. 97 uh jazz bulls and the next year i watched the pacers and the bulls and then the jazz and bulls again and that was the end of jordan for me i, I mean obviously then he came back as the, as as a wizard and then i watched it again no we we don't we don't count those years oh man he scored 50 many times <laughs> at 38 <laughs> he was scoring 50 at 38 he was pounding kevin uh, kevin garnett in a particular game, please watch that on YouTube if you can find it. It was one of it was Jordan's last year. It was he was with Jerry Stackhouse at the Wizards. Wizards were really crap, but Jordan at 38, 39 was still hitting shots on KG, KG in 2002. Come on! I think he, I think he stole KG's uh, soul in the, when KG first came into the league. Yeah, he did. He did. Then he never, he's like, no, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> I think people are just scared of Jordan. But anyway, yes, please. So. So for me, started, for me, right? the league was MJ. Be like Mike, Air Jordans, all of that that people have seen on The Last Dance now. I mean, sure, I, I know that you guys think it's skewed. I checked you all out on Instagram. Um, oh, oh. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but for me, for me, I looked at MJ as a hero, right? I mean, he was, he was one that was, he was just better than everybody else, man. It was like watching something that there was, there was great players. You see, I've seen Olajuwon, I've seen Barkley, I've seen Shaq, I've seen Kobe, I've seen all these players over the years. But MJ was that transcendent talent that everybody else looked up to. So those guys are looking up to him. I mean, you can only imagine what we were like as fans. We were like, my God, when Jordan was was, was taking fadeaways and low percentage shots and hitting them. And it was just like, man, like how, how do you pull this shit off? Yeah, I, I mean, I never watched uh, Jordan live. I mean, I really, that's the part of basketball I kind of missed. I don't think even uh, Ashwin watched live, right? No, 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 no. Never, I mean, never the Chicago Bulls job. Yeah, I started off with the Lakers as a Lakers fan. Shaq and Kobe era. Shaq and Kobe era, yeah. Yeah, I actually liked the Spurs at that time. Well, I, I switched was... to the Spurs right after that. Like, I, I started off, you know, with, I mean, Shaq and Kobe. Like, they were the most entertaining, dominant. Like, it was easy to, you know, it was easy to. To support them because they I were winning. Hated the Lakers. I've <laughs> always hated the Lakers. I wanted the Portland Trailblazers to beat them. They lost with Pippen. I wanted. I watched that. I watched that series. I watched the Sacramento Kings get cheated out of that series Whoa. by by the referee uh, against the Lakers with C Web and Peja Stojakovic and those guys and Bibby and. Bibi, yes. And it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, just the Lakers just kept winning, and Phil Jackson's over there, and it just it just all felt wrong. As a Bulls yeah. fan, when you're looking at that, you're just like, shit, man. <laughs> what the fuck? He goes there and he starts so, winning again. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's right. Yeah, you can't. He's you right. Can't stop Phil Jackson. And that, that's, that's, but, that's uh, so. Yes. That's why I supported the Spurs because they had two big men, and I was still a fan of the center, and I still am. I still like that sort of basketball over the three-point era that we're witnessing now. So, do you are you a fan of Nikola Jokic? I mean, I haven't seen much of him to be very oh, honest. Damn with it! You. I need some I, more I, Nikola Jokic lovers. I've seen Doncic <laughs> play, but I haven't seen Jokic as much. 
Wasn't Jokic injured for a while? No, no. In the beginning of the season, I think it was. He didn't play. Oh, I'm getting uh, him confused with like, the guy from the Trailblazers. Oh, oh no, no, you're thinking of Jokic. Y- 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 oh, sorry. He doesn't even know Jokic. <laughs> sorry. Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> hmm. Jokic is the fat guy who became thin guy now. Nuggets, the Nuggets guy. Uh, Nuggets, yes, yes, Nuggets, yes, yes, Nuggets yes. Nuggets big man. They lost to the Trailblazers last year, right? In the con- in the yes, playoffs. Yes, yes. In game seven, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I watched a little bit of him. I, I didn't, I, I don't really, I don't watch the Nuggets play too much, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the problem. Small team. Spurs are not a small team. Spurs are a oh, dynasty. They're a small market. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. that dynasty of the Spurs was something to witness, man. Hard work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not just no, saying no, that no, because no. he's a Spurs this, fan. This, but this, is, this, it, is, this is going in the wrong direction. You don't agree that they were a hard-working, great no, no. coach I mean, side? But like, this is... Our audience, uh, mom and me, have heard this uh, so many times from different in different accents and different voices. So we're gonna put a stop to it right there. And I'm gonna ask you, Rohan, what was the most? You, uh, like you mentioned, you, know, you have followed Jordan's career. So what was most uh, the most exciting thing for you in that last Dunk documentary? Like, was there something that made you see Jordan in a even bigger light, or something that made ah, this guy's still? I started understanding what I was witnessing as a child. I mean, firstly, the first thing is the first episode took me right back. To when I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning in my little bedroom at the time, uh, I used to stay with my parents. They used to hate the fact that I used to watch sport and not study. And uh, I used to wake up. I used to take a little blanket and put it underneath my door so that no light used to escape. You know, Whoa. and I used to watch the playoffs. That's how I used to watch I've it. Because, that for different reasons. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, so for me, it it took me right back to where I was as a child. And then the the the, the insight that they give you about MJ. It's not always good stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. I like that. I like the fact that they didn't, I mean, sure, I mean, they didn't show him in a bad light at all. And the documentary eventually became <laughs> not about the Bulls, but about MJ. But it's the greatest yeah, documentary MJ. of all time. And it's the greatest <laughs> thing I've seen ever. I, I cried about six times through that documentary. And I'm not even ashamed to oh. say it. I l- literally had tears in my eyes when Kobe spoke about him. When MJ... Oh, that was tough. Yeah. When yeah, when Kobe says, like, you know, hey, man, it doesn't matter if we can if I can beat him one-on-one. What you see of me is... From him. Oh my god, it still gives me goosebumps. I'm like, fuck me, man. That's 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 really like you're paying homage. Uh, and it's on another level, that kind of respect. And and Kobe's not some scrub. I mean Kobe's top ten NBA player of all time. You know, and I wouldn't say top five, obviously, but that's another debate. But uh <laughs> I mean, just just, just just the stories, the stories, the, the stuff that what, what the NBA was, what it meant, what it was, the, the transition from the 80s to the 90s was, I, I thought, very well portrayed. Uh, the, the Celtics to the Lakers to the Pistons, uh, Pistons, then the coming of the Bulls. And, you know, and, and, and just the 90s in general and how it was, the personalities, the Rodmans and, you know, the stuff that, that, that you will never get. The trash talk, Gary Payton... Um, the, the the stuff that's so we we live in, in 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 such a more politically correct world today that that kind of stuff doesn't work anymore. But how to get that advantage mentally as well on your opponent is yeah. is it was so crucial. Like I, at the time I, to, to watch that night, it was rough, man. It was it was guys playing guys and hitting each other and and doing anything to win. It was just about winning. It wasn't about being friends and and let's all bond together and form a championship level team. And I'll shoot threes for fun. 
you know what i mean it it was about okay you've been drafted by this club or uh, this team and and you're here you're, you're here and and mj stood there 8 years get, doing nothing and then eventually a, a dynasty is formed right and and that it just shows it it shows i i don't know i i i love i'm i'm a huge fan of 90s basketball and then the culture that it stood for mm-hmm. i just feel it's a little more politically yeah. correct now so it's a it's a sign of the times that we yeah it's it's reflective in a lot yeah. of other sports as well yeah mm-hmm. not necessarily i mean it's a, i don't know sports uh, for me is like you know it's very primal so like your real instincts come out so when you are suppressing it you're kind of saying that we want you to do your best but we don't really want your you know instincts to come out we want it to be like a mellowed down version of it we want something that we can sell as marketing it's what lebron lebron's tweet uh, about <laughs> shut up and play shut up and do this shut up and do that Dribble, yeah. such a powerful uh, tweet beneath uh, has a like he has this problem with mj you know and not standing up for political politically correct views not political correct like political views like not lending his uh, support to certain to north carolina and 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 stuff like that yeah i mean um, that but I it's, mean, it's that a personal what, choice right i mean not everybody absolutely. is is the greatest like ali mm-hmm. ali stood for something yeah. which was much beyond sport right that's why he transcended everything uh but not everyone's like that you know i mean like our heroes even growing up as an indian cricket fan sachin never really stood up for anything political and you know stuff like that because it may, maybe not everybody has has it in them to go out there in the public and give those sort of opinions maybe mj was just busy making money and enjoying his life and and selling jordans yeah. and smoking cigars and gambling and whatever else he wanted to do but he just i suppose he just wanted to focus on that i i don't know it's it's a hard one to say because america is 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 a country that's so divided when it comes to these things because they also do believe in the prospect of the american dream which is essentially yeah. make as much money as you can and we are a capitalist yeah. nation and you know if you can get ahead if you can get ahead in life and make that money then good on you you know that's that's actually mm. what they believe they they don't like when i lived there as well like socialism doesn't really exist that's why bernie sanders is ridiculed in american society <laughs> but i mean it's it, it's a, it's 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 for us it, we we look at, at 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 culture with relation to what we understand of it which is different uh-huh. for every country right i mean everybody has their own ways of looking at it so it's it's a it's a hard one for me about mj not choosing i mean obviously if he had chosen he would have glorified himself even more but he probably even knew that and still opted to not do it i mean uh, from basketball perspective i don't think uh, we should judge him for those decisions but uh, i mean i think vinny's point was like when you transcend that level of greatness and you become like and ali or someone like who gave it up at his peak right like he gave it up when he was at the peak of his powers he gave up all that money making thing i mean it was a different america i mean he, he went to jail equality he went i mean so uh, let so I, i think i agree with the way ashun has put it but i think you know when i look at mj's career a little bit more you know uh, apart from the basketball stuff right that basketball thing he is easily goat you know he's it's done whatever he has to do and he's done it at a very high level um and i think like for example right a lot of people say oh he just wanted to win but he literally stopped playing for 2 years right so it's not that he just wanted to win you know like he stopped playing for 2 years and the reason he stopped playing he he kind of put it in the documentary like he he lost his dad there's so much media attention and 
you know he couldn't really handle it but on the other hand you know there are other athletes that take all that pressure from the media i'm mean, probably not the kind of pressure that mj had uh, and still perform at a high level um, and i think that you know that that's where i kind of just feel like if he was such a big winner and he wanted to win all the time why did he take a break right so he's uh, human no no that's fine no i was grieving i was agreeing with that but then it it the narrative breaks at that place right which is if he's like i just want to win basketball i want to play basketball games and i don't want to get into the political stuff then why take a break from basketball right so those those are places where i think the narrative kind of breaks away um, but again we are just picking you know the small stuff about things we did he did come back and win 3 sorry i did come back I I just have to say it because yeah I, he came back and he won 3 like yes. I mean it's and I think I think that's why he is kind of like you know maybe number 1 or 2 I mean for me he's 2 but for I would say 99% of the people that follow basketball he's probably number 1 is LeBron um, your number 1 player of all time a uh, Kareem ah okay for different reasons obviously yeah i mean Kareem just also, hated the media though that's he, that's why he just never got popular well i think i think like uh, the way i distinguish it is uh, kareem is the greatest basketball player of all time and jordan is the best nba player of all time so kareem really dominated all forms uh you know in all era i think like three eras he was pretty dominant um he played different kind of roles you know where he was once the main scorer side scorer he's done everything uh whereas mj had a very short dominant run but an extremely dominant run so uh you know you can pick and choose what you want i think between the mm-hmm. i think the three people that you can you can pick and choose is bill russell uh, mj and kareem like each one of them has done so much for this sport uh, that those three are at the top three and everyone else is after that in my opinion interesting I mean for me I I don't know too much about Bill Russell other than the fact that he won 11 um that's all that's, you need to know that's it. <laughs> <What> but <laughs> the thing is the thing is know? Ashwin makes an excellent debate I mean Wilt didn't have the team but Wilt was the better player but this is player. no but th- this is this is this is uh, this is a media created myth that Wilt did not have the team if you go and look at Wilt's team which I'm pretty sure Ashwin has not If you go and look at Bill's team, Bill's team. No, see, see. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Bill's team consistently had all stars, had consistently players that were scoring and averaging 20 plus, right? And there were years where Bill's team, where he was playing with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, where his team had more all stars than the Boston Celtics, right? So Bill's teams were Those not. Are, uh... Go check it out. This is these are these are actual stats. So. Yes, stats and all stats no, maps. But not required. The the point again I'm trying to say is that it's not that the Boston Celtics were not a better team. Uh but it's not because of the teammates. It's because Bill Russell made them a better team, right? Now if you look at if you look at the Spurs, right? Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker are not the best players in the world. But you put them with Tim Duncan and then they win at 80 like 80% of the games they play. And right? Popovich. Right. And Popovich, yes. So no, huge part of Popovich. Right. Yes, huge part. And they had Red Auerbach, right? But you may think so the point again against stands is with Red Auerbach. Red Auerbach never won without Bill Russell. Bill Russell has won without Red Auerbach, right? So I mean my point stands that sometimes 
it's difficult to distinguish like which coaches are really good uh when you have a player that for example when Tim Duncan came in Greg Popovich had never even coached for one full year as a head coach of any basketball team so how do you know he was good nobody knew he was good when he won the first championship because of Tim Duncan then he's like oh he's really good then people started paying attention even david right. robertson david robertson yeah i mean yeah, go, he was go, good he was good in the go, finals go check the numbers you'll see the numbers <laughs> i i don't i don't really the I, I watched those, those finals i watched them in the twin towers and it was such a big deal i mean yeah but i mean i'm not discounting tim duncan's greatness at all and but you're right i mean I never so in the end, at, I, in the, end the Boston Celtics was a better team because Bill Russell made them a better team. It's not because he had better teammates. He made them a better team. Like, you know, whereas probably Will Chamberlain also had good teammates, but he didn't make them a better team. I don't know. But that's, that's, that's my point, right? Like, see, when basketball, you're not going to win if your team is not better than the other team. You're always, at the end of the day, you're dependent on the team. Now, Bill Russell, in my opinion, one of the best leaders of all time because he could elevate his teammates right like he said i'm going to do this and you guys have to do this and i'm going to do my job at the best of my ability and you're going to win like just just this the simple fact that the year wilt averaged 50 points a game the 1961-62 season when oscar averaged a triple double that entire season the mvp was neither of those two people the mvp for that year was bill russell because he made it impossible for the other team to think that they would win. Like in Indian mythology, I don't know, Vineet, if you're very familiar with it, there's this uh, character called Bali, okay? And whenever Bali came in front, like the other team, other team, the other person's strength just reduced in half. Like, oh. it, you just, uh, it's a knowledge, uh, fact. Fact. <laughs> Facts, numbers, half, 50%. Half. So when when you like even when you play right like even there's like you, a there's like a strength meter on the side of every <laughs> mythological god because <laughs> half <laughs> boost required. <laughs> so even when you play pick up basketball, you know that when you see that one player on the other team, you're like, oh my god, no! I've, now we have to really play hard. Like otherwise, you could be like you know if we pass the ball, but there's that one player who will make it impossible for you to score and them impossible to get beat. So as a teammate. Like if you have to choose a final five, um, you know, starting five of all time, there is no team without Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and Bill Russell in my opinion. Like those fair, three have fair. to be there if you're making a team. Fair. Right. And then, and then I think even if you put uh, Vinny Devay and uh, Ron Sesta, I'm sure that team will still is still gonna go past. Uh, yeah, I can right? pass. I can pass. <laughs> I, I, I can put a body on somebody. I'm a body. I'm a human a, being. A, on a six foot five guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all our five uh, tens, I'm yeah. like gonna guard those guys. But yeah, yeah, sure, we manage. They're just gonna stand in the way, like oh, charge, oh, <laughs> charge. No. But yeah, so because basketball is a team game, like, but I love Bill because if I say that I am also a huge uh, Tim Duncan fan or this fan, they'll be like, ah, yes, great. Nobody expects Bill to Bill to be the goat, so I have to. Plus, Bill did other things, and I'm like, yes, this guy, this man is my idol. He is. Uh, I I always say that you have you have the Mount Rushmore of basketball, and then you have Bill. You know, it's just like Wilt is, Wilt is a special, is a special mountain <laughs> that no one is ever going to come on. He's just, he's unbeatable, man. He's stu- the stuff he's done, like, is ridiculous. It really is. I mean, that documentary I saw about Wilt Chamberlain, I was like, oh my God, this guy is not human. 
<laughs> okay, I mean, we're talking about amazing stuff. I mean, uh, Rowan, we're going to delve into your day job, like a little bit about if you could tell us about, you know, how you got, I, I know that your dad was a, a photographer as well of uh, the celeb people. Like, I, I don't know how, what do you call Bollywood A-listers? We call them A-listers. Is that the word? No, we just call them actors. Like actors, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <that> seems pretty <laughs> normal. <laughs> okay. Like, how did you get into this? I, I know that uh, somewhere you mentioned that you did not want to initially become a photographer. Yeah, I was scared, man. I was scared. I was a kid. I wasn't sure of what I wanted to be. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Actually, the only thing I was sure of was playing football, as Vineet calls okay. it, because anyone can play it. But <laughs> I, I was... I can kick a ball. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying really hard <laughs> to think about maybe having some kind of career in sport because sport has always dominated every aspect of my life growing up. Uh, so that's why I'm a fan of so many of them. Um, but I, I didn't know if I wanted to be a photographer because I was scared of, of living up to my dad's expectations and his name because he was a very successful photographer he, and he did it for 30 years, you know, I mean, very, very long period of time. So for me, I was a bit afraid. I was a bit afraid of what people would say. What if I failed? You know, like that typical 18, 19 year old kid where you just don't know your bearings. You don't know your head from your ass, basically. And yeah, yeah so... Sounds like me, us right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to tell him that. <laughs> so, so anyway... Um, yeah, so that, that then eventually my dad was like, you know what, just come to the studio, have a look look at it look just try and see if you like it you know you're doing nothing with your life anyway which i wasn't and uh, so i was like okay fine i'll give it a shot and i went to the studio and i actually got attracted a lot to the travel aspect of it and you know uh travel for me is a very 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 big part of my life because my grew up with my mom being an air hostess in air india so i used to always travel with her wherever she whenever she flew and um so I got attracted to that aspect. So initially I wanted to be a travel photographer and I realized that I wasn't going to make any money. Um, so, <laughs> so then to be a lesser dependent parasitic child, I decided to adopt uh, fashion photography. And uh, so I moved to fashion. I then only wanted to work with fashion. I didn't want to work with Bollywood because I was, again, still scared of trying to live up to my dad because he had literally shot every single actor from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s and uh, so you know to, to live up to that again it was was difficult so I vowed that I was never going to work with actors etc etc and uh, the next thing I knew I got a call up to work with an actor <laughs> and uh, the shoot turned out to be a magazine cover for film fair which was the biggest deal because I was 24 years 25 years old uh, as wow. a young, young photographer to get one of India's biggest magazines. Uh, raised eyeballs, it was a cover with Ranbir Kapoor. And uh, the next thing I knew, everything blew up and my, like, the fees that I started charging got bigger. Uh, publicity oh. came in. Suddenly, I was like this little blue-eyed boy. And uh, it, it all came together really well, but I just felt like, Eventually, three years later, now that I can look back, now it's it's been 11 years since I've started this. But uh, if I look back, it all came too soon. And um, so I couldn't handle it. You know, you get so enamored by that kind of lifestyle. And um, like you, you, you can get into 
the heavy partying and the the you know just like life goes a little crazy and that's what i felt was happening to me and then i basically... i mean we don't know but uh, we believe <laughs> i mean this is this sounds like our lifestyle uh, me and ashwin <laughs> we're enamored by this podcast life you know no till the till the i charge i started charging money part our lives were similar but similar <laughs> and then it's just and that's it just kind of like <laughs> it went like different went away. <laughs> Uh, no so i mean then basically i i i didn't know what to, i like what was happening you know i mean i i used to party till 7 o'clock in the morning and i was this 25 26 year old kid who was just making money and uh, and you know being in the limelight and that get that can get so addictive and uh, then eventually one day i just decided i i needed a break and i moved to new york and i i quit photography here for a span of about 2 years and i i lived there and i was studying filmmaking and i just wanted to like you know try and find myself as a photographer and and just to try and and have meaning to the work that i was doing and uh, yeah so i lived there for 2 years and then i got an offer to come back here and work on particular projects and then i came back thinking i'll move back to new york and then i never did hmm. that's been the the story so far sounds very much like our story <laughs> Not except, except for except for all the glamour and the money and the moving and to the New money. York. <laughs> well, I mean, I have been on the single rupee since Feb, so I'm just saying, like, since the lockdown started. Okay, again, again, you we are back to similar. Similar, yeah, similar. Yeah, we all are sitting similar, together. Similar, now we are podcast. It's come back. It's converged. It, it goes. Maybe. It goes. It, it converges really hard. I think. By October, I I'm think back. I'm gonna like be hired by you guys. I'll do like the back end stuff. Take some photos of everyone. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Uh, That would be the day. <laughs> well, if if you are looking for someone to do a podcast, please hire us. <laughs> if that doesn't be, you know, we can always help each other out. <laughs> okay. And um, I I saw that you're a scuba enthusiast as well. I I actually started scuba diving in 2004. I uh, uh got into it because I was forced into it. and it basically i think that's when the story of my life me not wanting to do something but then someone pushing me into it and then hey man this is actually kind of cool so <laughs> hey man i don't want to be a millionaire at all okay i'm like you <laughs> i don't know i suppose i was just cynical i i actually told one of my friends we were in mauritius and uh, on a boys bachelor trip when we were actually mm. we were like really young for a bachelor trip but i, I don't know <laughs> we were on it and that's just uh, and he was just like oh man you know we should scuba dive and i'm like why on earth would we do that like human beings are not meant to be in the water if we were meant to be in the water we'd have gills and i was like <laughs> he's like no man just shut the fuck up and just come on, come on with me and i went into the water the next thing i knew is that life changed for me perspective shifted for me and i was just like oh fuck you know this is 70% of the planet and it exists without us perfectly in harmony synchronized absolutely magnificent and i started like the first dive that i ever went on an octopus got like came right near my hand and squirted ink and i was Whoa. just hooked on and i've been diving ever since so now i think i've finished about 250 dives and what? it's been yeah 12 years of scuba 12 or 13 years of scuba diving now no 16 uh, years i actually. i did what Actually, yeah, I did one in Murdeshwar, and I was still. Like, God, Murdeshwar is like the worst. I blown guess. away by the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't see anything. <laughs> you can't see anything. <laughs> the visibility. <laughs> the visibility. I didn't hear right. Where did you die? 
I mean, near Murdeshwar, there's that Om uh, statue is there. No? So, uske pass mein they took us somewhere. I, I don't remember the place, but the visibility that that time was like <laughs> four, five feet. <laughs> four, five feet. Four, five feet. Like I could only see the instructor's hands doing the signal. I was like, I was like this. Uh, no, no, this. Yeah, this. it's this. Like, okay, yeah, yes, this. That's all. Like I don't know. He had to come close to see what I was doing. I was like, yeah, okay, this is probably not the right place. But perfect. Scan. It was a pretty amazing too. Ah, no, it was. Yeah, man, they charged me like. Yeah, the Murdeshwar thing is a perfect scam because you can't see anything there. I I've and, never even heard of this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's called. Uh, <laughs> and I dive a lot. <laughs> you probably have never dove in Murdeshwar, and uh, for good reason. I don't know but, where that uh, is, Ashwin. You you keep saying the name, but I have no clue. I can't place it on Murdeshwar the map. Murdeshwar is uh, somewhere near uh, Udupi. Uh, no, it's near uh, Bhatkal. Like where is it's it? Close uh, it's close to Goa. It's close to Goa. It's not close to Goa, but it's fine. Close to Goa. <laughs> Compared it's... to Mumbai, it's close to Goa. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can try. Uh, you can try the Andamans next time. They're really nice. Uh, I got my licensing yeah, yeah. done there. Yeah. yeah. Again, the divergence. Divergence. This is divergence. Again. <laughs> we converged and then we diverged again. We converged, then we diverged. <laughs> Andaman, uh, I mean, so the person I went with, he's also like an, uh, like you know, an enthusiast like you. He's uh, got, he's a huge uh, shark fan, and he's got this hammerhead st- tattoo of a shark on his hammerhead shark tattoo on his leg. He's a huge. He's done hundred on then. And when I heard you did two fifty, I'm like, okay, that is nothing. Again, like two fifty is a much bigger number than one hundred. I mean, that's. Okay, he's also done his certification on all of that. No, no, I mean, he's also as, uh, you know, uh, enthusiastic. The moment you do so anything above 50 or 60 dives, you're, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. It's just experience okay, in different places. <laughs> okay. But you did yours in Mauritius. I know, I dived the first time in Mauritius, but I did my licensing ah. in the Andamans and that's a highly recommended place for, uh, for, I would recommend for most people because it's one, it's affordable. It's in India. You don't have to travel abroad and... Uh, like it, it's it's stunning man andamans is just beautiful definitely more than four feet of visibility i will take that 30 meters of visibility ashwin 30 meters yeah, i can't see that's... 30 meters in mumbai <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful uh... there and it's part of our country yeah so i mean why not go there you know why not how do you get to andaman do you take a ship no nah, you you flights? take a flight from chennai man <laughs> oh, <okay>. you take <laughs> a flight to port blair from chennai it's <laughs> 45 yeah, minutes Andaman, to an hour. Okay. <laughs> Andaman is pretty far away. I thought they still have only ships. It's a small place. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, this part will be cut out. No, not really. But <laughs> <laughs> that is where we will have to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening to part one. And we hope you are just as excited for part two as well, which will be dropping next week, maybe even earlier. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. We are available on YouTube as well. So if you've got YouTube Premium, do take us out for a spin. We'll catch you next week. And until then, stay safe and keep balling.